Welcome back. Hello, it's been a while, huh? Yeah, where were we? You don't need to know. You don't need to know about that. Stop asking. Stop asking so many questions. We got busy. Why are you so involved in our lives all of a sudden? It's actually a little freaky. You disappear for 15 years and suddenly you're back like nothing happened. You got a lot of nerve. I'm allowed to be resentful. Hey, we missed you. We missed you so much. <laughs> we did, in fact, miss you. So much has probably happened in the world since we talked so to you last. So much. Mifepristone. What was it? Mifepristone. I don't know what that is. The abortion pill. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That they're trying to... Um, crypto is back and better than ever. <laughs> yes, it went away for a while, and now it's back. We'll do that on Crypto Corner later. Chat GP. T. P. <laughs> chat GPTP. You're thinking of chat girlfriend technology. <laughs> and I'm thinking of chat girlfriend product. <laughs> <laughs> one's more for the market. One's more private. Exactly. Yeah. One's for the home. One's for the hovel. <laughs> Did you miss this? <laughs> Did you miss Boom, us doing right this? Right off the top. Inaccessible. <laughs> We are breaking records. Brandon Johnson won the mayor. Wahoo, wahoo! The, the mayorship. Yeah, he won it. <laughs> the new mayorship. Yeah, if you don't live in Chicago, it was Paul Vallis versus. Um, Is it Vallis or Vallis? I mean, you've been saying Vallis. I uh, look. I was saying Vallis for the longest time, and then I heard one person say Vallis, and it caused havoc in my mind. Whichever's more disrespectful is what I want to say. Okay. Paul Valas. Ba- ba- Paul Valas. Paul Valas, um, who was supposedly a Democrat, but he was a cop. Um, and we were very nervous because the suburbs are really into him. Um, you know, I saw something that was like, because um, he was in charge of the school district in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, he apparently... Public schools yeah. don't exist there anymore because of Paul Vallas. Charter school piece of shit, Paul Vallas. Um, but Brandon Johnson won! Yahoo! And is, you know, interested in um, stuff like the wage gap and the common man. And you not- know, I saw something that Paul Vallas paid someone $700,000 to, like, do community outreach in black communities in Chicago. One, to, like, get... Black votes for Paul Ballas, yeah. but also to just prevent black people from voting mm-hmm. to like, I don't know. What, how do you pay someone to prevent someone from voting? I think you they tape their doors shut. Oh, okay. So you're paying for the tape. Yeah, paying mostly for the tape. <laughs> A bit of the labor. Okay. <laughs> That's how they physically bar them. And then... Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then that person... Went off with the money and did nothing, did none of the work. And um, apparently it was like, this was not someone who was like, is a reputable voter outreach person. So like, he offered his services to Paul Vallis and he was desperate enough um, that he was like, yes, here's $700,000 because this campaign just has so much fucking money from donors. So much money. It's like a Coen Brothers movie. You just wink or blink. (laughs) Either. They take it about the same time, I imagine. That's true. Yeah. But one has a little bit more intention. I feel like you're like not like when you're winking, I feel like 
You don't wink on accident very often. Exactly. Like, your attention is going to the wink. Yeah. But when you blink, like, you're not really losing attention. Yeah. You know? So which one would you choose for this particular? The most dramatic. (laughs) In the wink of an eye catches the ear. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. In one wink of Paul Velas's eye. Mm Mm-hmm. All that money. $700,000 gone. Awesome. Yeah. I don't know who they were. Um... And I don't want to say I support them or endorse them in any way, but I do thank them for this act of service. Absolutely. Apparently their sister had a failed mayoral run in 2019 Mm. and she was endorsed by Chance the Rapper. Oh, it all comes together. Mm -hmm. It all comes together. I saw Chance in Chicago a couple weeks ago, just walking down the sidewalk. We walked right past each other, right past each other. right. I could have reached out and touched the guy. You should have. Should have licked him. You think so? I think you should have licked him. Now seeing all those videos of him dancing, I'm like, maybe I should have just backed it up. Yeah. So you start dancing. You start yeah. backup dancing. Yeah. <laughs> backup dancing, which is yeah. like sidestep. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, yeah. And he'll just his muscle memory will kick in immediately, and he'll start <laughs> he'll start doing his thing. Three hat. <laughs> That's how you get him. That's that's how you do get them. Yeah. What has it been happening in our lives? So much has happened since we last recorded. I've been so busy. It feels like it's been a month and a half since we recorded it this does, show. And it's only been a month. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it feels like three months. <laughs> Exaggerating is confusing sometimes. It's difficult. Um, I've been just performing a shitload around town, mm. doing all these improv groups. So much improv. So much improv. Yeah, that's all I've been fucking doing. Yeah. So, How many nights a week do you do improv? Right now, two installed, two pre-installed nightly, weekly. How many on average have you been doing? Three. Two to three a week. No. You think more? Yeah. I'm like, easily you're doing improv six times a week. <laughs> easily. I'm doing too much of it. I'm seeing a lot of it. I'm seeing a lot of bad improv. Yeah, also, I mean, that's you have to. a lot of it. We saw some of the worst improv I've ever seen. Holy <laughs> shit, brother. It's musical improv. And every fear you have as a listener about watching musical improv came true. It all came true. No good singers. Yeah. They all looked at each other like, oh, what do we do next? They were Where all are we terrified. going? They would all start these scenes without music and they would be like, here, like c- trying to cue the pianist in, which mm-hmm. is not what you do. And they kept being like, here, I'll give you a list of all the donuts I love. Mm-hmm. Well, there's. Uh huh. <laughs> and then they would list the donuts. And then they'd like establish the chorus, but they would sing that for about 32 bars uh-huh. <laughs> as a group. The chorus, which didn't yeah. change. It the would WrestleMania be like, one. Yeah. Yep. That's right. Should we be so explicit? Do you care? These are possibly. Oh, I don't know these people. Okay. Are they ever going to be co-workers for you? Yeah, maybe. Besties. Maybe. Lovers, I mean, perhaps. <laughs> they know what they did up there. <laughs> but what if they don't? Uh-oh. Because that's what makes me think led to... All of us being in that room, (laughs) witnessing that, was they didn't know they there see out on enough before that time came. They did not know. No one in that I think there were two people there who were okay at it, and they knew. Um, Okay. The two blondes. Yeah. Um, But yeah, there was a lot of people who didn't know. You're right. 
I'm it's, like, no, even the better ones in the group had no business doing it. No. You no. know? Y- yeah. And it's a class for it, too. And they'd taken a cl- classes on this, on how to do this. It was a specific... A class just for musical improv. Oh, Kelsey's face. I wish you could see it. Oh, no. Guys, it was so long. It was like 20 minutes. It felt like an, an hour and a half. I truly am a gog and a ghast. Yeah. I thought that was the exact same class that you've been taking. Just another, <gasps> like, another instructor. Oh. So I thought they chose that form for themselves you thought they to chose do. music. No, it was a musical class. Honestly, that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> I was like, so they all did that out of passion. Yes, they have the training. No, it doesn't show. <laughs> But they love it, and they love doing it, and um, they had no choice but to do that form. That really does p- that. Maybe tonight I'll rest well. <laughs> we'll see. There was a lot of thrashing and screaming last I night. I screamed a lot. Last she night. screamed her throat bloody. That's why my voice is so hoarse. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like um. Oh, Sharon Needles. Yeah, sure. Alaska Thunderfuck. No, it's a woman. Rat. Rat. <laughs> Sound like rat. A rat woman who woman. sounds like this? Yeah. Uh, Nicole, maybe, I'm thinking. Nicole Kidman? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's some woman who's famous for a raspy voice. Are you talking about Kurt Cobain's wife? Yes. Nicole. Kidman. Oh, I know this. Oh, another Marissa Tomei thing. I know. Kelsey spent half an hour on the bus yesterday silently trying to think of the name Marissa Tomei. And she was saying Melissa Tomeo. <laughs> she was really stuck on Melissa Tomeo. I had all the right sounds. I just knew a couple things were out of place. Um, Nicole Smith. Nicole, yeah. That's who you sounded like. <laughs> Thank you. So where have you been? What the fuck have you been up to? Oh, I, I mean, I've been working. I was watching dogs. One that nearly died. You watched a dog that almost died. Please tell that story. It was nuts. Okay. (laughs) Um, So the boys I had a nanny for, their aunt just got two new dogs. Uh, Like, they had them for two weeks, but they were like rescues. So full grown dogs that aren't fully trained um, had been living in a... uh, like in a kennel at a shelter, I don't know. And <laughs> a dog shelter, right? In a tree in the woods, maybe. <laughs> well, I think that's unlikely, maybe a bush. Um, but they, I, so they didn't have much training. I don't have a, a lot of experience with dogs. I'm not really a dog person, but um, you I know of them. I like, yeah, and I like them enough to care about them. You know, I'm not gonna be like, I hate you, animal. So I was like, yeah, I'll watch your dogs. Um, and they wanted me to like stay overnight at their condo for the weekend. Um, and I like couldn't really leave them. Um, because they get super nervous yeah. when they're home alone. So and, I was and like, before she left, she was like, when I go, it's gonna be like a boot camp. I'm gonna reset. I'm gonna like. Wake up, make a smoothie, walk the dog, go for a run, make lunch, go for a swim. She was, like, so stoked for it. They had a gym, a theater, a pool room. Um, and I meant, like, a pool table room. They also had a pool. They had a pool table room? Yeah. What the fuck? And I think a ping pong room and a library. They had everything. What? Yeah. They had everything. They had everything. And I was like, oh, my God, I am so ready for this staycay. I get there Friday after work and they told me they were like so jackson it's bailey and jackson jackson's the boy 
And they were like, Jackson does like a little bit of coughing every now and then. So don't worry, you know, when that happens. So I got there Friday and Bailey was doing the coughing and I was like, um, oh, that's loud and annoying, but okay. And then uh, Friday night, she was doing it occasionally. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know how they live with this. Like, this is why I don't want a dog. And then Saturday night, it was like pretty there was a lot of coughing in the night and i was like girl like you get over it i'm like why did they rescue you like why did they bring you home you're coughing so much like what is this thing they told me it was a reverse sneeze by the way what because if they if i thought it was a cough i would have been more concerned earlier on but they said because the vet told them a reverse sneeze what does that mean i'm gonna try to do one right now okay wait let me do a regular one so i remember how it feels (laughs) And it would be like, <laughs> is that what yes. it sounded like? Yes. Whoa. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. So it was a reverse sneeze then. Awesome. I got egg on my face. Yeah. Um. So she was doing it all Saturday night. And I was like, oh my God, that was annoying. And then she like spit up a little bit in the morning. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You're like, you need to chill. And then Saturday or Sunday, we went for like a two hour walk, me and the dogs. And we get back, she coughs for 30 minutes without stopping. She doesn't stop. Then she starts isolating. She goes to another part of the condo. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know a lot about dogs, but I know that's something they do when they're ready to die. (laughs) (laughs) So she, like, goes to the other side of the condo. And then she starts throwing up. And I'm like, mayday. (laughs) Okay, so I call her mama and yeah. her. she's like, I'm like, hey, you want me to take her to the vet? Yeah. And then she's like, no, she'll be all right. They're just like, give her some Benadryl. And then this was at like three o'clock <laughs> that I called. A.M.? No, P.M. Okay. The vet closes at five. Yeah. She told me not to take her to the vet. Six o'clock comes around. She's thrown up everywhere. Like, I can't pick it up fast enough. Oh, my God. Like, she's literally, it was like 40 minutes of me just following her around. And I couldn't get one picked up, cleaned up fast enough before she had another spot. And so I was like, oh, boy. And so I called her and I was like, I think it's not good, you know. Um, And then, of course, the vet was closed at this point. Yeah. Um, and she was like, okay, well, we're not going to take her, like, don't take her to the emergency vet yet because, and I was like, because she wasn't mine, I was panicked about it. And I was like, this dog needs to go to the emergency vet. But honestly, if it were my dog, I probably would have done the same thing. Like, I probably would have been like, well, let's just wait. Let's see. Let's give her medicine. Let's see if she can rest. Um, and so until like 10 o'clock, it would just be like, she would lay down for maybe five minutes. She'd get up, she'd start hyperventilating. Then she'd start retching. And then I'd have to like calm her down. I'd have to like, she would not lay back down if I didn't like actively calm her back to laying down. She would just start panicking and that would make the retching worse. Yeah. Take her phone away so she can't doom scroll anymore. Well. not helping. Yeah, but I can't disconnect her from her community. That's that would be wrong. Yeah. Whoa, this is complicated. Exactly. It's an ethical thing. <laughs> um, so then the boy's dad comes, um, 
And he called. He was like, hey, do you think I should come and check them out? I'm like, yeah, for the love of God. If this dog dies, I can't be the only one that had eyes on her, okay? I can't be the only one making the calls. <laughs> they paid you to be like a death doula. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, it's all going to be over soon, sweetie. <laughs> um, and so he comes and he's like, I mean, it's not good. She doesn't look good, but he like has a lot of experience with dogs. Yeah. He was like, I think she's okay, but if it gets any worse... Take her to the emergency vet. So I was like, okay. We were up all night. Every single hour she got up to start retching and hyperventilating. Um, and so I'd have to, like, calm her back down every hour on the hour. Around 2 o'clock, every 10 minutes, it oh starts again. God. And so I give her some medicine. She calms down 3 minutes or 3 o'clock. Every 20 minutes she does it. And then at 4, she, like, rests. And it, it goes back to, like, once every hour. Until 8 o'clock, they made an appointment at the vet. And they were like, all right, we can get you in at 8.15. Go, go, go. Yeah. And then I was, like, about to leave. And they were like, all right, they can't – they don't have any availability. But you have an appointment at 8.45 at the other vet. And I was like, even better. Like, that gives me time to take care of the other dog, too. I can take them out. Yeah. And then they call me and they're like, uh, that vet is unavailable. Take her to the emergency vet. <laughs> I said, okay. So you take her to the emergency vet. And I said, okay. Let me take her to the emergency vet. Now at 9 a.m. <laughs> 15 hours after this whole saga began. I was, I was too exhausted to be angry. Yeah, frankly. of course. Um, and then I got, like, an extra hundred bucks out of it. So, whatever. Yeah, right. You know. But the dog was okay. Yeah. And then what was the very last thing you did before you left? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so excited to swim all weekend. <laughs> and I didn't get to swim at all. And the they came back Tuesday after work. They they got back around eight. So I came home after work. I had therapy right after work. And then I jumped in the pool for 30 minutes. <laughs> got dressed, dried my hair, and then they were there. I was like, <laughs> okay. Wow, what a what a peaceful weekend. What a boot camp. Different boot camp than you signed up for. I got a great workout Saturday morning. Cleaning up vomit. No, that was Sunday morning. Oh, just a regular one. It, yeah. I right. got a great workout. And I was like, here we go. Boot camp weekend. Boot camp weekend, baby. Then. I bookended with boot camp. <laughs> so that kept Kelsey busy all month. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we've been. Honestly, it took me a week and a half to recover. And last night, I saw, their, I saw her this last week, the mom of the dogs. And she was like, have you recovered from the trauma of the dogs yet? <laughs> At least she knows. Yeah. That's important. Truly. And she gave me two other j jobs watching them this summer. Fantastic. Yeah. So that story, I'm sorry, that story was much longer. Than it's a, No, it's a really good story. I, I'm riveted every time. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I've told it enough times now that yeah. I don't know anymore if it's interesting or not. It is. Comedy okay. isn't about jokes per minute. It's about life. It's about trauma. It's about trauma. Yeah. Um, We're about 20 minutes. Well, I'm about to start a show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to act for that. the first time since ISF, yeah. like right after college, like properly, like do an actual yeah, stage play. Yeah, it's been play. like, what, five, six years? Um, No, shorter. Four years. Four years. Or five years. Yeah. I look, I don't remember, okay? <laughs> um, 
Five years. I think five years. Wow. Yeah. But it's a script you like. I don't remember how to do it anymore. Oh, no. I forgot. That may be actually the best thing for your acting. Truly. (laughs) The... The biggest question I have now is, how do they memorize all those lines? How do they memorize all those lines? I just don't get it. I will say, I took some time away from it, too, recently, and I've had to memorize some lines lately, and I'm like, ah, sure is a muscle. Sure is a muscle that you got it. And I was using it from when I was eight years old Uh until 24. Mm -hmm. Then I stopped. Yeah. How do you memorize your lines? I read them over and over. Really? I say them over and over, and then I'll cover the next person's line. Yeah. Or my line. And then I'll just do it like that. Nice. What do you do? Do you write them down, you freak? No, because I'm left-handed, my shorthand, or my longhand. That's what it's called, right? Yeah. Longhand? Mm-hmm. Um, it takes too long. Yeah. Uh, and I don't, re- it doesn't help enough with retention yes. that it's worth the time and effort. Yeah. But I do, um, I record in my voice memo the whole scene. And yeah. then I'll record a karaoke version of the scene where it's everyone else's lines and mine are empty. And there's a so bunch of I seagulls can... behind you on a screen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I can like say my lines in the scene with myself. Yeah. You know what would be very funny? <laughs> if you took a scene from like, um, I don't know, Twelfth Night or something or the Cherry Orchard and you recorded the karaoke version and you came to a karaoke thing and you gave it to the DJ like, <laughs> play this one. It's like a 10 minute scene. The like the waterfall on the wall over there. It always makes me ache to be back at the cape. Silence. <laughs> and then <laughs> If anyone tries to heckle you, you're like, "Shut up." <laughs> you are like that waterfall on the wall over there. Very beautiful. I never thought you know what a good, good man I think you are and how much you meant to me. Robert, I brought you here because I wanted to tell you alone. I'm moving back up to Cape Cod. I'm getting married. Married? Some people still get married, you know. <laughs> this is from the uh, Broadway revival of Company that was on Netflix for a while. Kelsey knows that whole thing. And I can't judge you because I do the same with Avita. I just love when a musical theater recording has the, the lines, lines the in dialogue. it. The dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite part. Yeah. That's <laughs> very funny. <laughs> okay. Enough theater. <laughs> so sick of it. <laughs> Spinning this wheel. It's dead. It's dead. <laughs> there was a point in time where I thought we'd never talk about it again. Uh, whoa. Whoa. Today. I know. <laughs> and it was this morning over coffee. <laughs> what? Doodle bops. <laughs> Why is that on there? Oh my god, this funny. <laughs> Alright, let's just do a quick moth berry <laughs> Mary Boff kill for the doodle bops. Berry moths chill. Okay, if you don't know if you <laughs> In the rare chance that you don't know the Doodle Bops, this is going to be short. If you do, this will be thrilling for you. Doodle Bops is a children's program about these creatures, these multicolored creatures who are who are in a band managed by someone. I don't think they had a lot of agency, actually, in that show. No, yeah. Um, Dee Dee, Rooney, and Mo. So we'll do a quick Mary Boff kill for Dee Dee, Rooney, and Mo. Yep. I'm gonna... Boff Rudy. Rooney. Rooney. So sorry. That's why. See, I just don't know him that well. Mm-hmm. And he's gay. Well, he I sings. couldn't remember Didi. When yeah. you said it, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, Mimi. 
Um, he seems, uh, you know, kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to boff him. I'm going to marry Mo because he's always pulling the rope. He's always pulling the rope and they tell him not and to. They tell him not to. Don't do it. it. And that yeah. keeps things spicy. Yeah. I'd have to have a rope in the home though. And then I'm going to kill Dee Dee. I'm going to do the exact same thing. <laughs> Dee Dee has such first grade teacher energy Fully. that I just don't like. It's oh, very yeah. Disney adult. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, ah. Almost definitely played by a first grade teacher. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what if she wasn't? Oof. Yeah. Oof. What if she was like, this is my step to Broadway? Worse. Sad. That's worse. Worse to Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire and there's no way Didi's playing piano with those huge fingers. No, it's so funny. Didi has these big Mickey Mouse glove fingers that she's just pounding on the piano, <laughs> and it will cut to her doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see Doodle Bops live. I bet it's a fucking show, bitch. Tweet, tweet, Polly wanna quack, quack, hoot, hoot, cock a doodle doo doo, bok, bok, cuckoo a tick bird is the word. I used to make my brother record Doodle Bops. <laughs> yes, like, you did. I would be like, Parker, can you please record Doodle Bops? And he's like, I don't like that show. My brother's six years younger than me. Yeah, and I was like, please record it. I'm gonna watch it. And he was like, Why don't you just record it? I'm like, no, that's embarrassing. I can't do that. I'm too old. <laughs> Maybe it's queer coded. I mean, obviously Rooney yeah, was a Rooney's homo. a faggot. <laughs> He's a straight up gay fag. <laughs> like Jack from Will and Grace. <laughs> okay, we got fantasy casting, which is fun. We fantasy casting for Zelda. We're doing fantasy casting for Zelda, specifically uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yes. I could do a deep dive because um, I'm a lifelong stan. Um, and I was a PlayStation girl growing up. I yeah. come from a PlayStation home. We'll, so. we'll do Spyro next time. Okay, great. <laughs> Mary Boff Kill, Spyro, uh, Statue, Dragon. Uh-huh. Um, Spyro's Little Firefly. Yeah, I thought it was a dragonfly. That it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so Breath of the Wild, we've got um, Link. Obviously. Princess Zelda. We can do the four champions, and then we can do Calamity Ganon. And the little, uh... Little scientist. Korok. Oh, the Koroks. The big one, or just... Yeah. Koroks. Just all the little ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But just to uh, put your mind at ease, I did play Breath of the Wild. Um, Oh, yeah. It was my first Zelda, but it's also one of my favorite games I ever played. I played it for the first, like, month and a half of the pandemic when I lived alone. Um, And in that month and a half, I logged more hours than right after I played Skyrim. I played Skyrim for a full calendar year, and I logged more hours in Zelda that month and a half than I did the entire year with Skyrim. And it's not like I was ignoring Skyrim, okay? <laughs> I was playing Skyrim. God, Skyrim's so good. It's so fucking good. Is it your favorite game? What's your favorite You're, game? Why do you sound so accusatory right now? What's your favorite fucking game already? Uh, ooh. Uh, 
this would have to be a long discussion. For sure. I have favorites of various genres. Yeah. Is Psychonauts one of them? No. Okay. Influential to my comedy, though. Yeah. Um, Because it's Skyward, not Skyward Sword, uh, Breath of the Wild obviously is up there. Mm -hmm. Disco Elysium, which is one of those, that detective one I told you about, where there's all those different parts of your psyche Uh that are your party members. That is like... Yeah, that one's cool. One of the best ones I've ever played. And then... Fuck. I, if it was if it was a first-person shooter, it would be probably Fallout New Vegas over, oh, over yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. I love Fallout New Vegas. Such I believe setup. that for you. Yeah. It's more your flavor. It's silly. Yeah. It's a silly one. Let's just do a silly one. Okay. <laughs> I think Skyrim has to be hands down my favorite game. Yeah. I gave it everything I had. <laughs> And thanks to a couple of glitches, I couldn't get 100% completion. Made me angry. That sucks. If you were playing on a computer, you could have modded your way out of that. Yeah. Mm. And the Radiant Quests. I'm like, I love the Radiant Quests. I appreciate having them, especially for when I just want to open Skyrim and play a little bit of Skyrim after a long time. Yeah. But also, I don't want anything left on that to-do list. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then Zelda, I finished... Well, I almost got 100% completion. Yeah. I had like oh, five yeah. Korok seeds left to find. Everything else was done. But then Kristen, my old roommate. He's probably listening to this right now. She better be. <laughs> wanted to play. And I said, and I was new to Switch. Yeah. I said, you know what? I haven't touched Breath of the Wild in a few months. I'm not going to finish finding those Korok seeds. I deleted it. I deleted my save file because I didn't know you could make another profile. It's really hard. I've started like three new games in in order to attempt to get there again. It's not the same. You're going to carry that grief with you forever. It's going to be like a stone in your pocket and you'll forget about it sometimes, but you'll never not feel it. If there's a single Karak seed in Tears of the Kingdom, I'll be triggered. Oh, oh my god! That's <laughs> triggering! Our baffling just fell down. Oh my god, it really did look like a monster coming to eat you. <laughs> that was like Fleabag when they make out and the picture falls in the trees. Yes. Scary. Oh You're right. God. Sorry about this, folks. So, listeners, I don't know how much we just deleted, but a piece of babbling just tried to attack Kelsey. It fell from the wall. I've never been more scared. Yeah. yeah. And that was right after talking about all your triggers. All of them. Yeah. So, so if it sounds tinnier in here, um, you're getting a valuable lesson on the importance of baffling. It's so important to baffle. Yeah. And if it doesn't sound any different, then we're fools. What do you... What, Mm. What would you feel if it didn't sound like listening back to this, if now the sound quality is no different? I would feel a, a small but deep disappointment, mm-hmm. I think. All right. Let's do it. All right. Fantasy casting. Fantasy casting. We got Link. Now this immediately. Uh-huh. Gut thought. Three, two, one. Timote. <laughs> Great. The It Girl. Or Jacob Tremblay. Remind. From Room. 
The little boy oh, from Room. Oh, the little room. boy from Room. Is he still that little? That was years ago. Okay. So he he could be. Could be. Or Trumbo. The character Trumbo. Um, or Trumbo? <laughs> yeah. You think Trumbo for Link? Trumbo, Timote first, and then Trumbo is a backup. It's good to have backups. What the fuck are you? Oh my god! Okay. Okay, Jacob Tremblay now. Honestly, we just need a twink. Looking a little, yeah. You need Link. any twink. We'll take any. Yeah. <laughs> Timote with a wig. Yes. Boom. The lead from the uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. Sure. German war film. Yeah, that German guy. Link doesn't talk, so literally any twink. (laughs) (laughs) Any twink we can find. Let's just stick with Timote. Okay, great. I've complicated it far too much. Next up, we got Zelda. Here's where I'm gonna... All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm just gonna swoop in here and give thoughts about it in general. I think Zelda as a character is pretty cool. She's reincarnated, so she's different for every series. Um, And this Zelda sucks. Yeah. I think she sucks. Yeah. Her voice actor is awful. Mm-hmm. Please help me, Link. Because they're like, they're trying to make her have more agency and be like a scientist and a mage in this version. But then she talks like this. And she's like, please help me. She literally doesn't break out of that at all no, in the game. No growth. It's nuts. And it's like the story, the emotional story of the game is the story of Zelda's growth as a yeah. person. And it doesn't change. Yeah. Um. So that's just that. So Anya Taylor. <laughs> I know they're in our kind of our default. I know, truly. But um, in they're Hollywood's default too. Yeah, thank you. My thinking is Sydney Sweeney from from Euphoria. She's the blonde from Euphoria. She's oh. going to be in a romance. Oh. There are cheating allegations. Yes, she's the moment. Uh, White Lotus. I'm almost first sorry. season. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. I um, forgot about that. That's it. great. That would fix it. Yeah. Yeah. A different take. Yeah, we need to fix something. Yeah, I like her. She's uh, She comes off as intelligent. Mm-hmm. And huge tits. And huge tits, which we need for Zelda. Because yeah. of that attack she does with her tits. Mm-hmm. Well, it's her nipples in the attack. <laughs> Rivali the Rito. He's sexy. This bird man mm-hmm. is a sexy bird man. He's so confident. He's so confident. He's kind of an asshole. Yeah. Who's good at... Oh, um... Uh... That guy from The Menu, and also The Great. Oh, Nicholas Holt. Yes. Nicholas Holt would be a good Rivali. Maybe he's not actually impressive enough. Right. Yeah, maybe it should be someone who's actually... I'm like Chris Pine. Ooh, wait, which Chris is that? That's the Dungeons and Dragons Chris. Oh! Or maybe Renee Jean Page from Dungeons and Dragons. Like, uh, someone who's very showy and yeah. kind of, like, almost a little empty-headed, you know? Like, yeah. honestly, Chris Pine sounds like him. He does. Fully. And they oh, have, well, like, is this, this live action? We need to decide. This feature film adaptation. Well, I thought it was live action. Okay, great. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. They, like, have the same cadence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chris Pine. Chris Pine is the flying Our version. choice is Chris Pine. Yeah. Rivali. Um... Daruk Goron. The big Goron guy. The big rock man. Big and muscly. I mean, I wanted to say Andre the Giant, but his voice isn't right. Daruk is very boisterous. Yeah. And not at all French. Not at all French. (laughs) Not even a little bit, which sucks for the canon, but I understand they can't. You know, every detail can't. (laughs) Gorons are French. 
Um, Who's a big man with a big voice? Or woman. Thank you. (laughs) You know what? They already have her fit for a fat suit. Emma Thompson. Put her back in the fat suit. (laughs) Fucking Brendan Fraser from The Whale as director. Let's get her another Oscar. <laughs> yeah. That uh, costume designer. Can you fucking believe... Wait, which movie was this for? What? For uh, Emma Thompson. Matilda. Yes. Ah. I'm not sure it was a fat suit so much as padding. And I know... I think you made the argument she's supposed to be muscly. She's supposed to be muscly. So I'm like, that is a little more acceptable to me. But they did add fat to her face. Yeah. I'm like... Cast a muscly person. Cast the person whose body is the right body. For the love of God. That's like the main thing of acting. Right. Your body is the thing you use. But I always forget that only skinny actresses are talented. That's true. Yeah. I feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe Emma Thompson is as um, trunchbull. <laughs> <laughs> as Daruk. As <laughs> I kind of like that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, I'll take it. All right, Emma Thompson as, as Miss Trunchbull as Daruk the Goron. <laughs> I like it. I like it. We'll take it. I think he has a hammer. We'll so. wrap that up to go. Yeah, I think I'll have that in a doggy bag. <laughs> no one says doggy bag anymore. It makes me think of poop bag. Sure. Oh, yeah. When people said doggy bag, was it like, this is food for my dogs? I think so. That's disgusting. No, I think doggy bag was like... Okay. It used to be wrapped up in a bag that was... Well... So now... If feeling in a few gets... Guess the best solution's just to Google it. Yeah, we fixed it. Was that not the original lyrics? No, but that's better than what I said. Oh, I thought I was saying the, the original lyrics. The only clear solution is just to Google it. But guess the best solution is to Google it. It's Got actually it. elegant and beautiful. We've done it. If you're feeling like you're in a few gay, guess it's... No, fuck. A few gays. A few it. If you're feeling around a few gays. <laughs> I forgot what I was Googling. <laughs> Doggy bag. <laughs> We're workshopping the song. We're Googling something. In 1943, San Francisco cafes, in an initiative pr- to prevent animal cruelty, offered patrons pet packets, cartons that patrons could readily request to carry home leftovers. The term doggy bag was popularized in the 70s etiquette columns of many newspapers. Pet packet. That's cute. I have a little pet packet. So it was intended to... Oh my god! Leftovers were like just not popular? Oh. I guess this is what it sounds like. Whoa. Like it wasn't common to take home leftovers yeah and so it started as a movement to prevent animal cruelty so you could take the food home to your dog whoa oh it's like a movement to take home the extra oh like this restaurant iconic lowry's restaurant in beverly hills um it created the doggy bag shortly after world war ii for leftover bones oh whether you take home your food for a meal or snack or to give it to your pooch, you'll be helping to reduce food waste. Wow. That's wow. huge. So That's just, so wild. Yeah. They would just take it away if you were like half finished. Yeah. Crazy. Oh my God. Like in the 20s, they were always dining out. Always dining out. Where was all that fucking food going? It's rotting right now. 
that's why we have all of the legislation to prevent <laughs> restaurants from giving food yeah. to people that need it. All that food went directly to Theodore Roosevelt, <laughs> who was dead at the time. He's so selfish. So selfish. So next, <laughs> we've solved that mystery. <laughs> we have Mifa the Zora. Similar problem to Zelda. Um, just sort of a... a yeah. Airy woman whose hot, whole deal though. is that she's in love with Link. Hot. Mm-hmm. Hot. And her brother's hot, Sidon. Yeah. Yeah. What if? Hmm. Who played. Who played Rhaenyra in mm-hmm. House of the Dragon? Is that their name? Rhaenyra. The main one, the older one. Uh huh. Um, their name is. Jesse. Emma Darcy. Emma Darcy. Emma Darcy. Yeah. Okay. We're refeminizing. Yeah. Emma Darcy. Absolutely. Non-binary queen. With that makeup, that would be cool, actually. Hot. Hot. I just want to see Emma Darcy on my screen more. I kind of like the more... We usually do this segment, surprise, as a joke. <laughs> but I'm kind of like, hey, this could be cool. Yeah. I think this cast is kind of turning out. It's kind of turning out. So we're going to oh. pitch it. My favorite character is next. Urbosa. Oh. She's my favorite character in the whole game. Mm-hmm. She's this woman, uh, a desert woman, and she's got like, she's so muscly and tall. She's got a deep voice. She does this thunder damage, but she's got this maternal relationship to Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking awesome. Um, hmm. My instinct, but I don't know if she's an actress, um, is Padma Lakshmi. The chef in the... Uh, Judge on, or host on Iron Chef or some one of those shows, Top Chef. Sounds so familiar to me. Oh wait, who's that WWE wrestler? Trashy um, Trish. Trashy Trish. <laughs> My mom dressed up as her for Halloween one year. Um, I can't believe that was the name of a wrestler. I mean, I can. Have you seen? You know, um, who's that? Jillian Michaels. Sorry, go on. That's hilarious. <laughs> It has to be Jillian Michaels. <laughs> I love that we're whitewashing it, but it's hilarious. I know. So and that was a sarcastic love that we're doing. That <laughs> yeah, of course, we don't love that. Normally, we prepare for these. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Zelda's already whitewashed. Jillian Michaels is the perfect Durbos. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. But she could jump so high. I How high do you think Jillian Michaels could jump? <laughs> She puts the star at the top of the Christmas tree in New York every year. On ice skates. It's incredible. Um, Jillian Michaels, the lesbian co-host of The Biggest Loser. What were we just talking about? Padma. And then, oh no. WWE. Okay, it wasn't important, but yes. (laughs) Um, You know, you remember uh, Steve... Stone Cold Steve Austin, yes. is that his name? Mm-hmm. The very famous guy, yeah. like, his father ran WWE, now he does. Yeah. Not Stone Cold Steve Austin, but the other guy. Oh, okay. The guy, the guy who in like, charge. runs it. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Have you seen him recently? No, does he look even crazier? Yeah, he looks like an Italian war general from the 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. WWE. I was not expecting Guy. That should do it. It did it. Oh. <laughs> Vince McMahon. Okay. So this was him. 
like, you know, forever. Right? Yeah, right. That's the face you know. Big body, teeny tiny head. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, this is him now. What? <laughs> that's a different man. Italian war general from he the 40s. He does look like an Italian war general from the 40s. He looks like fucking... I have a Perone's husband. <laughs> Mr. Perone. Mr. Perone. Colonel Perone. <laughs> yeah, this man is a is a... He's a bodega owner. He has a mustache. Sort of slicked back hair, these really expressive brows. His skin is darker somehow. Tanning, I suppose. <laughs> People find a way. How and is he this does. possible? He does look like an Italian war general. Wow. Goog it. I know, it's shocking, huh? Yeah. What happened? Rebrand. Money. All right, Calamity Ganon. A mindless beast of, of pure negative energy. Um, right? Yeah. Evil chaotic energy uh-huh. um, that takes the form of a spider and then a pig. So who do we, who are we thinking? I've got Tony two. Shalhoub? No, <laughs> go on. Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's really good. When you go into there, she's like, oh, I got to get to the copters. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get to Malibu. <laughs> Have you seen that video of her talking to Lady Gaga and she's like, I haven't seen you at our Starbucks. Where have you been? And she's like, I, um, oh, I, I found another barista. She's like, oh, well, I miss you. It's so good to see you. And she's like, okay. I would love to listen to the two of them talk for a long time. <laughs> Lady Gaga would never. No, she would not. The secret celebrity Starbucks also, huh? Interesting. No, it was just it's just a regular old Starbucks in Malibu. Malibu. Wherever. Good to see that she's still everyone grounded. Lives. <laughs> Where is everyone live? What's your second one? What? You said you had two. Oh well I was thinking JK Rowling, but Because <laughs> <laughs> you said evil, negative energy, something like that. Spider than a pig. Spider than a pig, the classic J.K. Rowling journey. <laughs> I think Caitlin is better. Yeah, I do, I do think too. Caitlin is the superior. I think it's choice. funnier. Yeah, but we hate J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Finally, our little guys, the Koroks, mm. the Doodle Bops. I love it. <laughs> but they're all different Doodle Bops. <laughs> like not just those and three. They're so there's little. even more. Yeah. It's a species. And then that means the big Korok is Jazz. Yes, Jazz from the Doodle Bops. Oh, I hope this is accessible to it's you right now because so that's good. really good. Y'all just go uh, treat yourself. Watch an episode of Doodle Bops. Watch You'll one episode. It. It's all in there. Watch them get on the bus. Get on the bus. I dare you to have a bad time. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> it's a treat. <laughs> Doodle Bops are the Koroks. I'm thinking, I'm just trying to think real quick if there's any better... I like those little Junimos from Stardew. Junimos. Yeah. But that's a lateral move. Furbies. Love it. Bunch of Furbies. Yes. Furbies are great. Um, Gremlins. Funny. (laughs) (laughs) And the addition that if you do get them wet. And they live in the woods. So. It gets moist. Gets wet in there. They're always just a little bit grumpy. (laughs) No, I do like the... What was the first thing we said? Doodle bops. 
doobops. I think that's funny for me. I love it. Yeah. And then the added layer of Jazz being the large Jazz the manager. Guy. The doodlebops is manager. What's his name? Who? <laughs> oh, the big Korok. The big Korok. Yeah. Um, Coco. Coco Crispy. Right. Oh, that doesn't feel right anymore. Hestu. Hestu. Jazz plays Hestu. Love it. Beautiful. We got it. You got it. That was the best fantasy casting we've ever done. Honestly, we smashed it. I want to recap. And I don't know if you noticed or not, but Margot Martindale, Tony Collette, the other one, Jennifer Coolidge, Jennifer Coolidge they, they and the other ones. Edith Light. Judith Light. You added Judith Light at some point. I'm not I a huge fan. I'm not a huge fan. You were talking about her so much. <laughs> Maybe after the politician came out, I don't know. You were a huge. You had a big Judith Light moment, and I bet think, it what, is what it, on this fucking podcast. I bet people can trace when Judith Light began, and baby, I wasn't the start. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we didn't talk about Judith Light. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I can't believe you somehow managed to talk about all those women in this episode. I know. I'm always doing it. And I didn't even bring up lactose intolerance. Fucked it up. You know what? Let's just quit for another two months. I am loving this gaslighting thing. (laughs) It's fun. I don't even know who's gaslighting whom at this point. I know. Did you notice how I said that we're doing? So I made you culpable in the gaslight? Oh, God. You're good. Uh Uh-huh. We're almost ready for nationals. (laughs) (laughs) National gaslighting competition. It's in July. It's in August. Which is the gaslight. When gaslighting is just synonymous to lying. (laughs) You're just lying to someone once. You're like, sorry, I love gaslighting. (laughs) Gaslighter. I don't have a lying problem. I'm a gaslighter. (laughs) Gaslighter. Gaslighter. Well. That's the end, then. That's the end, then. I love that we haven't gotten any better at ending an episode. No, we've never quite cracked that (laughs) nut, have we? Maybe that's the key to b- more listeners. Is it a good ending? Okay, we're going to do beginning. We're going to do the thing we do at the end of every episode. Hold on. We're going to do the thing we do at the end of every episode and Kelsey's going to give us our words of wisdom. All right. When you find yourself near a river, take a dip. For you'll find that in the end you'd never could get sick. <laughs> Always rhymes. Thank you so Near much. Rhymes. Thank you so much for listening to Kiki Quest. That was essentially Apple a Day keeps the doctor away, but it was harder because where's a river? Where's a river? You gotta find a river. I'm That's only for myself. the Chicago folk. <laughs> the only place with a river. Only for my shy babies. You can follow us on Instagram at Kiki underscore quest. You can email us at KikiQuestPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back with another hot, steaming, piping hot, scalding episode of of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Of a podcast that'll happen to be this podcast. In two weeks. Just get ready for it. We love you. Love you. Don't forget to stretch. (laughs) 